G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Mike. And I'm Dale. And we're here for our weekly update. Mm. Massive week it was actually, Dale. Oh, it's always. We're in the thick of national finals, of course. Definitely. Uh, we had, what was it, six national finals came to a conclusion during the week, so we've got mm. plenty to talk about. But let's start off with something else that happened during the week. Tickets came out, so some information. Yes. Yes, um, mm. they finally released the ticket details, and well, if you're going to Israel, it don't come easy and it don't come cheap because the tickets are very expensive. This is not surprising. It's in Israel. Generally, everything so far has been quite pricey. Mm-hmm. It's a small arena. There's only going to be 4,300 tickets wow. for the public, um, both Israel and international, for every single show. So, obviously, that's capitalism, supply-demand. That's exactly right. So, the cheapest is an 85-euro ticket for a semi-final rehearsal, up to 400 euros for the final. But generally, they're in the hundreds of euros, and that's different than usual. When people are playing a lot to get there already, but... That's the way it goes. Pretty high cost of living in Israel, so things mm. like accommodation, food, everything's fairly high, so you would expect ticket prices are fairly high as well. Yeah. Doesn't make it any easier for the fans going, but unfortunately it is what it is. All I'd say is if you're thinking of going, just being there is amazing. So even if you only get to one show, don't worry about it too much. It'll be a fantastic atmosphere. Definitely. All right, let's get into the wrap of the national finals that happened. Uh, let's head off to the Kiev witch trials this morning. Uh, <laughs> well, no, the final of Vidbur took place this morning. We do have a winner. It's Maruf with Sirens Off. So let's first of all talk about the winner and then we can talk about some of the other talking points of what happened in Kiev this morning. Yeah, look, I think um, Maruv was a deserved winner. I think there was a few things we wanted to change from the semi, calm down the uh, the over-the-top performance, for a better word, which I think she really did, but didn't kind of stop herself in, in the way that she is and the way that she presents herself, which I thought was amazing. I really enjoyed the performance. We had a, a you know a leg high heel gun motion going on. We still had some you know someone being led by a ponytail. So there was still that grit of the performance. I think her vocals better. The overall package was was great. And look to me in those six songs, it was a standout for sure. It was her and then daylight. So I'm glad it won. Yeah, look, I'll totally concur with all of that. I thought it was performance was much better for mine from the semi final. Her styling was great. She looked fantastic. Mm. Um, you know, and the performance was still strong and sexual but it was on the right side of the line where we had concerns perhaps it wasn't the last time I also agree this was the standout of the final they would have been in a bit of trouble sending anything else to be honest I think mm. um, so I think we got there in the end with the right result yeah I think this is definitely the the one song that can get them out of a semi-final at Eurovision I would worry about all the other ones uh, I would like to see some of the I, mean, I wasn't big on the colour I, I like the colour scheme and her outfit more of the, the first semi but hey it's a long way till May yeah exactly exactly how, how she can actually walk in those heels is an award, <laughs> award winning thing for me anyway but uh, yep. well, let's have a talk about some of the other uh, talking points from this morning because there was a few oh jeez oh, what did we uh, what did we think of the process this morning yeah look I mean it was a lot for getting up at 3am oh, <laughs> but it certainly kept me awake uh, there was a lot of discussion um, throughout the entire thing around Crimea and Russia. Um, a lot of acts had either ties to Russia from family, from being Russian originally, or the fact that they tour in Russia. And they were quizzed very 
harshly interrogated i think is actually the right word and i'm not even exaggerating this it wasn't no, um yeah. particularly from jamala let's say that she was probably the leader and i understand that you know, obviously she, you know she has family in crimea she can't visit we are not from a conflict country so it's hard to understand exactly what's going on here but this is you know this was so outrageously in front of everything that you had people having to denounce their parents to say that, that they would take up Ukrainian citizenship. I felt a bit sorry for Anna Maria. They were basically, you know, mm. put on trial and found treason of, you know, found guilty of treason. Really, mm. and had to pretty much asked to denounce their parents. I mean, it is a very odd, not odd. It's a very sticky situation politically. There are totally. all these people. I mean, you know. Yeah, just... and I mean, some people might say, okay, well, look, you had family in this. Did you not think that this would be an issue mm. going into to this national final? Is one thing. However, when you've got Maruf, who's just, who does tours in Russia and has connections there, but is completely Ukrainian, to be asked to, to answer a question and say, is Crimea Ukrainian? And virtually, if she didn't do that, she would have not won. Definitely. But then she also harmed her, her career in Russia. Well, having one Vidber doesn't give her automatically the ticket to get mm. to no. uh, to Tel Aviv because apparently there is a 24-hour period. She needs to sign a contract and she may not be going to Tel Aviv after all. Well, yes. Um, UAPBC, who's the broadcaster um, as part of the EBU, have nev never done this before in Vidber because another channel actually runs the show, oh. STB, a commercial channel. But UAPBC get to decide. They gave a note at the end of the performances that was read out live saying that they will have the final say in who is going to Eurovision. That's never happened before. It was basically saying, you know what, abide by our rules. And, and they've also tweeted that they have to agree to the terms and conditions of performing. Otherwise, they're not going. So might not be the end of the drama out of Kiev, I think, somehow. <laughs> oh, my God. So. It, was, it was dramatic. Let's go somewhere which wasn't as dramatic, Dale. Let's go to Denmark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the old Dunster Melody Grand Prix took place this morning. Yep. God, they're lovely. There's a lot of smiles and a lot of <laughs> lovely was, people going yes. on there. Uh, but we have a winner from there, and it's Leonora with Love Is Forever. Love Is Forever. won the super final 42% of the vote she got which is pretty good she beat out Julie and Nina with 35% and Sigmund I think the surprise packet in the other uh, spot there with 23% all pretty good scores but mm. I think she was the standout what do you think oh yeah I look I like the song from the start I think it had Eurovision written all over it uh, it was always going to depend on how they staged this and they did a really good job of it. There was a lot of movement, a lot of guessing what was happening, a lot of connection with her on camera. And then she ended up on this giant chair. Yes. Um, I think that maybe would need to be rethought for that last minute. But overall, um, you were transfixed and watching it, and it was sweet. And I love the different use of languages in that final minute of doing in German and Danish and French as well as English. And I, I really enjoyed that. To me, it was the obvious choice to go. I think the other songs were good. It was the right three in the super final, but I'm really happy Leonora won. I like the song. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, definitely the right three on the performances of the night. The right three made it through to the super final, and I think she was the standout. I mean, I thought the show itself was pretty good. Um, it was pretty tight. They kept it running. They had their usual sort of Danish skits. Mm. Um, and, you know, uh, was it Shanae and Evergreen even made an appearance as well? There was a reunion. That that was a, a highlight. I did actually let out a little squeal at that point. Um, I think, yeah, 
good, fun, easygoing show. It was kind of nice to have that after Ukraine because the drama was still happening in Ukraine. It was, yeah. And it was so much tighter. Like, we didn't say before, Ukraine went for three hours and 40 minutes. For six songs. For six songs. I run marathons faster than yeah. that. And the Danish, who had 10 songs, yeah, and they got, they got it through way faster. Yeah, good no, job, Denmark. It was, it was a good job. I thought overall it was pretty good. There was some questionable styling and staging um, yes. sort of decisions made, but... Oh, well. Yeah, you know, enjoyable still, show. It was, it was. Let's go over to Hungary. Adal f- came to a conclusion this morning. We have a winner. It's Yossi Papai. He's singing Az En Amal. <laughs> Another one who won his super final. Uh, what did we think of Yossi's performance in his song? Look, Yossi from the start, I think, always elevated this song live compared to the studio version, and he has a, a real presence on screen. I think it was always one of the favourites going in. I wasn't overly surprised to see it win. I probably thought there was a couple of other songs who, if they got to the super final or four, would have challenged him, but once we saw those four, it was always up to Yossi Papai. I think for sure. Um, I like the song without absolutely loving it. It's not as good as Origo from 2017. So I think it might, uh, there could be a potential struggle here for Hungary. Yeah, look, I agree. He, he's such a compelling performer. Mm. He, he really does raise the bar on this whenever he gets on the stage. I'm going to agree. It's not as instantly likeable or as impactful for me as Origo, and that could be a little bit of a problem for him. But at the same token, it's still really good. And I think mm. it was of what was in that super final, it was definitely their best chance to, uh, to, to, to send to Tel Aviv. Uh, I, I would disagree on that one a little bit. I think he's compelling and he's fantastic. I totally get it. Um, you know, I, I won't deny that. Gogo um, Seika, I think it is, with the Gogo S, was, I think, was a better overall package and I think that could have worked quite well. It didn't get through to the Super Final. There was some interesting jury voting, as always, in Adele. That's nothing new from that one. But I don't know. I, I don't know if it was the best chance to get out of the semi-final. But Yossi Papai's got that recognisability factor, and I think people really like him. So, you know, he could still get through, and it has some authenticity to it. Definitely, definitely. Let's head off to Lithuania. Another one of the marathon processes ended this morning with Eurovisia. Uh, the winner we have is Yurius with Run With Lions. We got a love that can be caged. We got a love that can be caged. Come on, come on, let your feelings out. Come on, come on, get your freedom now. Run wild. Run with the lion. Well, he took out both the jury and he did win the tally vote by 3,700 roughly. So a uh, clear cut winner there. What do we think of Yurius? I like his voice. I, I, I like. <laughs> no, I do. I like his voice. I think it's really unusual. I think it's memorable, and I think he does his high ranges really quite well. I think the song itself has some really good elements. Uh, the the chorus is probably lacking a little bit, but overall it was good. The staging was really minimal, so the fact that that won. And when I thought, for example, Monica Maria had a much stronger overall package, shows that there's something there. So if they can actually stage this a hell of a lot better in Israel, um, you know, it's not completely 
dead, but it's going to struggle when there's a lot of other solo males with probably a lot of other better songs. Yeah, I tend to agree. Look, I'm going to say he. I've got written decent voice with an average song, unfortunately. Um, you're right with staging was minimal. It was virtually non-existent. <laughs> it's basically a camera, him and a few lights. I'm just going to be honest, this song really does nothing for me. It really, really doesn't. I'm a bit scratching my head how both the jury and the tally vote didn't go with Monica Maria, to be honest. I thought that was a far more compelling package. Mm. Um, and I think you bring up a good point. There's a lot of solo males going to Tel Aviv so far, and I don't think Urius is going to stand out, unfortunately. No, I think he's probably one of the weaker in, in terms of overall package as well. Uh, yeah, Monica Maria, I think, um, was one of the favourites. We were pretty sure she was going to win. I mm. think a lot of other people were. Um, the signs were there that there was strong telly vote for Urius. I was surprised about the jury. The jury voted exactly the same as the telly vote, which they I did. don't think has ever happened in Lithuania, <laughs> even close to it before which was really unusual so she came second in both uh, yeah I'm I'm surprised I think they had something there with light on I think it wasn't the best thing out there but um, I think they didn't make the right choice this yeah, morning look I'll agree I just think it was a little slightly stronger than this package put it that way neither of them probably were going to blow anyone away true 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 let's move on to what happened on Saturday morning in Australia Friday night in Europe it was Unsalid for this uh, for not Lisbon for Israel <laughs> Germany we have a winner from there sisters with sister See flames in your eyes Till they burn so bright Don't you try Girls beat out Makita, Lily Among the Clouds, and the fan favourite, Ali Ryan. What do we think of this one? Well, this was quite the surprise, wasn't it? Um, yes. Before going into the result, <laughs> I guess I'll talk about the song. I, I think the two women did a really competent job on the night. I think it was definitely, it was my last song on Studios. And it certainly elevated a few places for me because I thought overall they did a solid vocal, they had a solid staging concept, um, and they just they, they worked well together. So it went up there, never in my wildest dreams that I think that this would win, uh, but the other songs kind of dropped off a little bit. Yeah, look, I'll agree, this was solid. It was solid in the staging, it was solid in the vocal and general performance. Um, whereas perhaps uh, the uh, some of the others, uh, you know, either had one thing going right and one thing going wrong for them. So eventually the kind of consistency, I think, drove it to the top of the pack. I can't say this song did a lot for me in the studios, and I can't say it does a lot for me in the lives. Kind of a bit of a negative one today, I know. <laughs> uh, but um, look, you know, they did have really good vocals. This might be something after a few listens that grows on me. I'm not really sure, but yeah, I was very, very, very surprised this one, to be honest. I, 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 yeah, I think there was this. The Germans put a lot of effort into organizing this and their process. They had 20 international jurors, more than anybody else. Every mm -hmm. single one of them had been a jury member before at Eurovision. Oh, wow. They had the 100 member panel of other people in Europe, like a kind of mini European public. And then they had the German tally vote as well. Yep. So these, the, um, the sisters, <laughs> who aren't sisters with yep. their song Sister, um, <laughs> they, they won two of those, but not the European public. So they put a lot of effort into this. Have they over engineered the whole thing a little bit? Uh, I'm not sure. But at the same time, 
it was because you had Ali, who I thought staging was just too overblown. Yeah. And if if they've done a better job of that, but saying that she flopped with the juries completely. Yeah. Makeda just missed a few big notes, and I think if she'd hit those, like that recap was never helping her. And if some little things happen like this, it it, it ended up being four songs that were pretty good. They were all close together in the voting at the end. And as you said before, the one that made the least amount of errors ended up winning. But that's never going to do well at Eurovision. You can't just be the safe and sound one. Yeah, I'm really interested to see what Germany's results will be this year with that song. Let's move on to what happened last weekend. Uh, Romania. Jeez. Mm. <laughs> Celestia Nacionala. We had a winner. It was Esther Puni with On a Sunday. Dale when corruption and <laughs> drama was all heaped on a couple of blokes from Wee Wee Blogs. Esther won the jury quite famously. She only got fifth in the tally vote, but that was enough to lift her above a couple of the others. What do we think of her performance? Well, I have to correct you there. She only came eighth in the public. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. Yeah, so this was the big thing about it because six of the seven, six sevenths of the vote went to the international juries. Each one of them had a vote and the public was like basically one other juror. So that's fine. That's the that's what's put forward. So blame the process. Maybe not the result itself. I thought Esther did a really good performance on the night. Um, it definitely elevated for me. I really enjoyed it much more live. Was it in my top two? No, but it was probably my third or fourth song. I wasn't overly surprised to see it get jury love. I think you had a situation where Bella's song didn't come to life amazingly well live on stage. I thought the staging just, it really lacked something. And Laura, I think that was always going to split people. Jurors sometimes love that, sometimes hate it. She had a good voice, but the song itself, eh, the first half isn't great. So I can kind of see the point there. But yeah. Surprising result. Yeah, look, I liked her live performance as well. I thought she really stood out with that red dress and her staging concept. I thought her staging concept really kind of told a story. She did perform it pretty well with her sort of, you know, quite quirky armography, etc. The vocal was pretty solid. I'm not going to say it was an absolute killer, but I thought it was pretty solid with her vocal. So overall, the package sort of came together quite cohesively. The song's a little languid for me at times, particularly Mm. the opening of of it. But um, ultimately, I actually don't mind the song at all. Mm. Um, Mm. I don't think it was, you know, any like they picked some random one out of the bottom and put it to the top. No, not at all. I think it's actually quite a decent song, and I think this might go all right. It was kind of like, I think this is a much better song than Germany, for example, Mm. which had a surprise result, um, but more controversial. But again, I think it's a, the system here, and I, yeah. let's say I, let's be uh, real on this. I think we we got a lot, way too much hate. Definitely, it's it certainly was not their fault. We saw that even if they'd voted Laura fourth, like a lot of the other juries did, it wouldn't have changed the result of it. They did have her a little low, I must admit. I guess the process is two people from the one um, really successful, amazing fan site had double the say than the entire Romanian population. And, and, and I think that's the issue Exactly, here. and that's TVR's fault. Yes. That's not theirs. I think no. the boys voted however they felt was what they were liked on the night, and that's what they were there to do. So, yep. you know, hate on TVR, I reckon. That's, well, that's exactly. The hate that the process, not the people involved. Mm. Let's talk about other things that happened this week. We got our third song from Finland, Darude, uh, and it's called Look Away. Look Away. 
one, I think this one for me, is, it's got a bit more of a pop structure and a bit more of a pop vibe to it than a couple of the two previous ones. Um, it's, this is, again, another solid effort coming out of Darude. Um, I like this. Can't say it's my favourite, though, because I think number two, Superman's probably the one for me. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you, actually. Uh, I thought it was good. A lot of people are really enjoying this, and it seems to be neck and neck between this and um, Superman. For me, I think Superman is is better. I think it's even interesting when you see the video. The video production of Superman is a lot better, which kind of also says to me maybe they're erring on that one. Ooh. But people are really liking this. Um, I, I do see the appeal. I just don't think... I think the second song with Superman has just more Eurovision about it. But this yep. third one, I just... I don't know. I just... I, I enjoyed it without loving it. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how they present all three next week. Yes. And see if one of them elevates coming out of that. Mm. Other things that happened this morning, Dale, Sweden, we're on mm. to our final semi-final of Melody Festival and out of Lidköping. Uh, another entertaining show, I thought. Yeah, look, I think this is actually probably my second favourite semi out of the four. So I think overall it was, it was quite good. Yep, let's go about with our directi final. We had Bishara on my own. What did you think of that one? Well, it's like watching a junior Eurovision performance. Oh, no. I, look, yes, of course, he's he's of age um, to compete in Eurovision. But when someone looks like a, a child, I just, I don't like that. I'm sorry, I'm watching Eurovision. Uh, I think he will be a great star. He's got a great voice for mm. his age. And it's not surprising to see him get through. Um, but it's not what I want to see at Melfest or Eurovision. But yeah. that's just me. He's got some real charisma, the kid. I'll give him that. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I think he's going to be quite a performer. I, I didn't think his vocal was overly strong at times, etc. But he seemed to have a lot of love in the hall. So mm. I wasn't too surprised he went direct to the final. Let's talk about the other one, John Lundvik, Too Late for Love. What do you think of this one? I think winner, winner, chicken dinner. I think we've seen our Melfest champion. And um, it just was fantastic. John Ludwig's so likable. Um, I think there's a, a line that Mans says in one of those Eurovision performances, you've got to look down the camera and be lovable but not desperate. And he's he does that so well. I, I, you really connect with him. I think the song, you it's got that choral gospel side of things without mm-hmm. being over the top. There's a couple of parts where it jars for me slightly, the way they go in between chorus and verse. But the final you know, minute and going off, I'm just like... It just has massive winner vibes. I really enjoyed it, and yeah. it pains me because I thought Victoria had a chance, <laughs> yeah. and I think she's she's gone now. Uh, I think I could pretty much hear Victoria and John Enrix weeping from Brisbane, <laughs> to be honest, because I think John yeah. Ludwig smashed it out of the park. It stands out for me as well. I think this could be the winner of Melody Festival in this year. The song's got it. It's got the peaks and troughs. It's got the moments, mm. whether it be in the song or vocally. It's catchy. Yeah. It really is catchy, um, you know, and again, the gospel singers, etc. It's a real performance. If, if I have one little criticism, maybe the staging is a little too dark. There's yeah. a lot of black going on. But apart from that, it, it's a real standout. I was really, um, really, really impressed with that one. Yeah, I think if this goes, this is going to be my f- favourite Swedish entry in a few years. Absolutely. I've, got, I've turned cold on, on Sweden. Um, mm. They've just not been giving me life. And this will be my favourite since Heroes, for sure, if this goes through. Yeah, I know there's been a bit of a backlash about the sending the young white male guy singing a pop song. This doesn't... Quite plasticky yes, pop song. exactly. This is this is different. This has heart. This has feeling there. Yeah. Even though it's not the most complicated song in the world, no, let's, no. it's just done very well. Good good, uh, good pop, but mm. very, very good pop. Let's go on to Andra Hansen. We had Lisa Ajax with Torn. What do you think of her performance, her ballad? It was good and solid. It just was very there. Mm, okay. It yeah. just it didn't set me on fire to me. Um, 
it was B grade Victoria. <laughs> Ooh, harsh. Um, no, look, I kind of agree. It's an, it's a good ballad. It's a nice ballad. She mm. sings it fairly well. Can get a little bit shouty, but yeah, generally I thought it deserved to go to the Under Hansen. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I agree. And then we had <laughs> Abingana, Abingana, uh, with I Do the Schlager <laughs> dance band sort of music. What did you think of that one? Well, it's aging and dated, so I obviously enjoyed it immensely. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I thought it was really fun. Um, I thought the lead singer did an amazing job. Mm. Um, I must say the backing vo- the backing vocalists coming on, they did look like a reunion. You know, when um, Diggy Lou Delay was performed oh, okay. a couple of years ago, it reminded me of that a little bit. Fair enough. But overall, they did a great job, and I think they deserved to go through. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I agree. I, they probably were the standout four for me. I couldn't, can't say anyone was really sort of robbed not getting through. Pagan Fury were quite entertaining to open the show with the feathers and furs, etc. But yeah, uh, yeah, I guess it didn't set uh, a world on fire. And also um, the the handsome second chap, what's his name? Uh, Hagman. Anton Hagman, Hagman. Yeah, yeah. I think this also we we did speak about this earlier that this video effect that a lot of the songs have done so far in Melfest, every single one of them has failed. Um, And I think that's a little representation of that almost plastically cold feel uh, that was from the last couple of years. And I feel like the Swedish people are saying, we don't want that. We want something more real. Yeah, Margaret had it, Omar had it, he had it, and they've all sort of bombed. They've all flopped. It doesn't feel like you're real and you're in the arena there with them. Yeah, well, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the Unterhansen matchups a little bit later on. Yes. Because that's happening next week. What else happened this morning was Portugal Festival, the Canciao semi-final number two. Let's quickly run through some of these results, shall we? NBC won the semi-final. Others getting through were Madre Paz and Mariana Bragada. She came equal fourth and beat out Dan Riverman. There's mm. only one I really want to talk about because I thought it was fantastic. And that would be Surma with Punya. Mm. Wow. I really, really enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, it was different it's quirky i found it really enchanting i found her really like captivating it's a real performance piece and i thought it was staged really well what about you yeah i i it reminded me of going to performance arts um <laughs> yes it, me too because i didn't know what was going on half the time <laughs> yeah but no i think that was wonderful staging and yeah. i think it was quite powerful yeah understated um, the movement of the dance is amazing. She was really captivating. I loathe this in the studio, very much like Telly Mubosh. Um, But this, to me, I think really elevated. And we saw the jury give it 12 points, where yeah. we saw them with Conan last week really not go for that. So it's probably a good sign that maybe the jury's shifting and then maybe for the final they, they are going to reward this kind of very different appeal. Because I thought the other songs oh. were, all, were all good and good. solid. They yeah. were just very... Just Portugal, solid, exactly. you know. And I really enjoyed them. Yawn, yawn, I've seen it all before, Portugal, but whereas this I was like different. Them. Yeah, they were good. They yeah. were wrong. The quality is good coming out of uh, Portugal this year. Um, a little bit concerning with Surma was fifth in the tally vote, so maybe the uh, Portuguese public didn't quite get it as much as the jury, but hey, she's through. It'll be an interesting final next week. Um, you've probably got a couple of very kind of uh, mainstream songs. Mm. The two from last week that we talked about. And you've got these, yeah. yeah, and you've got these kind of two really art pieces. Mm. Um, so how that is all going to play out. I'm actually really excited and I think I'm going to really want to watch that final. And it's probably the first time I've said that Definitely. about Portugal. Hopefully the quirky ones don't split the vote and uh, yeah. get punished. But who knows? Who 
that's mm. an interesting final. Let's see what comes out of there. That puts us on to the week ahead, I think, Dale. That's it does. So we've this is pretty much the last big week of national finals. I mean, we've got a couple of things afterwards, but we start with on Wednesday. This is all European days, so Australia add one day as usual. On Wednesday, we have Biovizia, uh, Serbia, their first semi-final. We haven't even listened to the songs yet. Oh, we better get busy. Haven't been able to bring myself to it. <laughs> and on Thursday, we have their second semi-final as well for, for Serbia. On Thursday, we have one of the internal selections, Belgium. Elliot is going to release his song. Which... Always highly anticipated Belgium. I know. I think people are expecting a lot. And mm. um, yeah, I'm hoping for something good here. Likewise. Then we get to Saturday Europe when, of course, we have a range of national finals finishing up. We have Song for Kepnen for Iceland. We'll be finishing up then. We also have Norway, Melody Grand Prix, straight to final, so their final will be on Saturday as well. Good stuff. Finland, UMK, Darude will win, but which song will he be taking to Tel Aviv? We've got Portugal's final as well, which we just mentioned, as well as Moldova, oh. their wow. final. Wow. I know. Sorry, it's though... been brought forward a day, I believe. It was going to happen on Sunday, now happening on Saturday. Just get it over and done with. You've killed the good songs, jury, so it's all <laughs> over, as far as I'm concerned. And then we have um, Sweden with the Andra Hansen uh, matchups. Do you want to run through those? Just quickly, let's do this. Uh, first of all, we're off to near copying for the Andra Hansen. We, we've had a lovely time at near copying. Oh, yeah. The train station, anyway, <laughs> oh, as far as we got. We almost missed our flight from Eurovision 2016. <laughs> oh, that is another story for another day. Uh, I know. Well, let's talk about duel number one. I've got to say, this one I think is probably the toughest one. Uh, Andreas Jonsson will be up against Anna Birkendahl. Mm. Got to say, I think Anna Birkendahl's song was my favourite out of the whole competition, really, apart from John this morning. Um, that's a tough one. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a, bit, a bit disappointed they're matching up because I don't like his, but his was probably one of the better ones. Yep. And I thought Anna would have probably slayed every single person there, but maybe he's one of the wiring ones. So, yep. harsh mashup, but I think she'll get through. Yeah, I, I hope she does as well. Deal number two will be Vlad Risa versus Nano. Nano's one. Please, I don't even know why Vlad's there, to be honest. Oh, so stop it. Hopefully Nano improves his performance, and just his vocal in particular, so yep. um, brings it home. Three, Martin Stenmark will uh, be up against Lisa Ajax. I think that could be quite tight, actually. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if Martin's song was really eye-catching. I think she might have enough to get over the line mm. there. And then four was the young lady, Rebecca Carlson, against Avingana. Mm. Again. Bit of an odd matchup, these ones. Two different musical styles. They're the leftovers. Kind of it is. It feels a little bit that way, doesn't it? Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Rebecca gets that one, to be I honest. Think she, I think she'll have the appeal. She's young and sweet, and um, you're kind of rooting song. for her. Yeah. Decent songs. I'm looking forward to the Underhunter next week. Indeed. Okay, well, I guess that brings us to the end of the show for this week. Oh, good. Oh, really? That's good. Yeah. <laughs> well, do we have anything else to talk about? I don't think we do. I think no. We're done. No, no, for sure. Obviously, um, there'll be. We'll we'll find out about Ukraine probably tomorrow. By the time you listen to this, more drama might have happened or not. Uh, could be some very difficult questions being asked, Dale. <laughs> yes, and what we'll say is after this, and after the weekend, we're going to have a lot of internal songs coming out at once, so get ready. The songs are coming. Um, people are getting excited, but uh, we'll wait and see what happens. Thanks for joining us, guys. See you later. Bye.